Welcome to Power Your Profits podcast, your friendly guide in bringing your business revenue to the next level. Listen as host Susie Carter hears inspiring stories of success from her fellow entrepreneurs and transformational leaders. Prepare to make significant change to your strategies as they unravel the secrets of building multi-million dollar businesses and the most effective tips on finance, marketing, and sales accountability. If you want to make your first step towards explosive business growth, this is the right podcast for you. Without further ado, here is your host, Susie. In today's episode, we're going to talk about business mastery. Only 1.7% of small businesses hit that million dollar mark. Today, my guest will talk about a simple strategy to have you be that top 1%. Not think about being the top 1%, but being that top 1%. What is a business alchemist? Well, he's raised more than $750 million in equity capital in eight years He recruited, trained more than 100 sales professionals, having an average revenue increase and growth of 100% annually. He has extensive background with startups, mature organizations, diverse industry, software development, online marketing, biochemical, laboratories, high technology, internet, energy, retail, communications, banking, and financing. So I want you to know our guest today has some juice and some diamonds and is the real deal. So hang on. I'm very excited about that. But first, I want to talk about the most important thing you can do to grow your business quickly, because I think that's what we're all looking for, right? And one of the most important things you can do is find your business networking organization. Networking is bigger than education, marketing, and anything else you can do for your business. Not only is networking a shortcut to success, but it also helps you build long-term relationships. Relationships are key to your business. Networking is one of the most important areas in looking for investors, new business opportunities, right? New partners, new in team members and employees, but rarely do we spend the time doing it. Making networking a priority, we can call it affiliate networking, marketing, there's so many different languages for it, but making it a priority will help you gain more contacts, gain more deals, gain more visibility, and grow your business quicker, faster. And that's what we want, regardless of what business you're in. I've done it in the hairdressing industry. I've done it in network marketing industry. I've done it in online space. I've done it in building training and development companies. It is the fastest way to get exposure. Quit wasting money on Facebook ads, social media ads. Let's go out and belly to belly, soul to soul, heart to heart, build our network. So listen, let me give you five things that networking helps you do. I've grown multi-million dollar companies networking first, spending more time, more money, joining organizations and joining groups so that I could achieve my goals faster. That's number one. You achieve your goals faster You don't have a lot of time to make decisions and correct mistakes. Having a really great networking organization will help you do that. Number two is accountability. Accountability, one of my coaches said, Susie, you honor the dignity of the human spirit when you hold somebody accountable. That was the first time. I don't like conflict. I know y'all think I do. I don't like conflict. I don't like discomfort, right? So I had to learn that ah, accountability is the highest form of honor. It's the highest form of honoring somebody's word, having them learn or build that muscle to be their word. So when I'm in networking groups of badass people, right? 
business owners that are the real deal. They help me hold my word to a higher standard and they hold me accountable to what I do and what I don't do. Number three, the power of a juicy group, a juicy group of influencers, networking people, individuals, businesses, is you get unbiased, confidential feedback. It's a safe place for us to take our superwoman or superman cape off. It's a safe place for us to be vulnerable and real and talk about the real shit that happens in business, right? We can get rid of the imposter syndrome because a lot of times you're the expert. You're the person someone's always coming to for the answer. Where do you go to get the answer? And a really good business networking group can be that for you. The fourth thing, which this was one of the most powerful ones, is I learned from somebody else's mistake, right? I learned when I was in this networking group, one of the people there owned a concrete business. And I'm like, what am I going to learn from a concrete business? You know what I learned about the labor board? You know what I learned? I learned when you have associations and and you have the labor organizations. Anyway, what I learned was... (laughs) is you want to create a foundation of rules and guidelines that people have to follow and hold them accountable to that. Because when he didn't, the labor board came in because he was so willy-nilly on his policies and procedures that let room for error and left room for a lawsuit. The bigger you play, the bigger the breakdown. And the fifth thing is authentic relationships. Look, I want people who are real with me I want to work with people that are struggling like I'm struggling, that winning like I'm winning, playing a big game, not knowing how to do it and being okay to talk about it. I don't want to be around a bunch of people that just peacock all the time, that just say, here's what I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, right? So I want you to really find that group, find that relationship that really helps you grow, helps you grow your influence, your influence, helps you grow your passion and your business and your partners. It helps you grow your profit. Your profit helps you grow your sales, right? That's the kind of group that you want to look for and that you want to vet. Networking often involves talking different people, different people to find what groups they're in. Creating several quality connections is beneficial. And you never know when you're going to need that person. And you never know how you can help your clients. My clients always say, Susie, you give us the hookup. I give you the hookup because I'm out in the community. I'm out in the, in our culture and our environment trying to find the right people to play with. Because listen, I want to play with people that are game changers. I want to play with people that are committed to just as committed to me as they are to you. So get out there and let's go find your group. And today's guest has one of the best business mastery groups on the planet. Why? Because he's curated some of the top experts. So Bill Prater has earned his reputation as America's business alchemist. By helping business owners and entrepreneurs break free of the inertia and help accelerate the business of your dreams and the future of your dreams. He loves nothing better than sharing what he's learned. And he has over 35 years of what he learned, doing it wrong and getting it right, right? Questioning the status quo and transforming businesses all over the globe. He created Scaleology and a Business Mastery System. It's the core foundational principle of a dynamic and continuous business growth. A typical client of his sees company rising to a position of predominance and the person that's not satisfied with the status quo. So Bill, I'm so excited that you're my guest. Please welcome our guest, Bill. 
So welcome, welcome, welcome. I am excited to have my friend Bill Prater with me. Bill, give everybody kind of the high level view of who you are, what you do in the world, because I always say I bring my badass friends, but I want you to tell them why you've earned that title to be on this show to be my badass friend. <laughs> yeah, and my nickname is actually called, uh, is actually America's Business Alchemist as well. So I love that. How about that, you guys? So what is your magic? Like, what do you do? How did you earn that right to be the alchemist? I want to hear this story. So I have uh, been an entrepreneur and have owned businesses for quite some time, almost, in fact, 35 years. You're seasoned. Uh, I'm a seasoned, definitely seasoned business owner. Uh, the first one uh, was a company that ended up... Uh, that I ended up selling it, selling it in 1999, and it had at, at its peak, which which was just the day before I sold it, 127 employees. Ooh. So that was an investment banking firm. <laughs> I'm not sure that's good. An investment <laughs> banking firm headquartered in Seattle, Washington, but literally our epicenter epicenter was right on Wall Street. So my biggest office was on Wall Street, and I had a little teeny headquarters office in Seattle, Washington. And I had that business for uh, for 17 years and ended up selling in 1999. And so what I learned in having owning that business is really what has propelled me forward into my current business. And that is that, as I say this, I think, now, how come this is not clear to everybody, but it should be? So if you think about any niche, any industry, any population of anything, there's always a bell curve. Yes. And as a result of all bell curves, the, the vast majority of businesses or employees or sales reps, they're in the middle. You know, that's where the majority are. And uh, that's the kind of business I had. Uh, I had a company that uh, did pretty well. Outsiders thought it was fantastic. I didn't like it very much because of the combination of uh, hard work and agony that I had to, I felt I had to put into it. And then the results were really not what I wanted internally. So finally, uh, I met with a competitor of mine and she basically said, Susie, that Bill, you're you're looking in the wrong place. You're trying to emulate the wrong players. You're you're looking at industry best practices. You're looking at the normal. You're looking at average, and that's why you have an average company. She said you've got to look at the the business owners in any niche that run the businesses at the very top of each industry. Look there instead. And so at the time she said that, I'm thinking to myself, well, of course, that's really obvious. But I didn't know then what I thought was they were just better at doing the same stuff. In other words, here's the things you do in, a, in, a certain, in, in any industry. And the ones that are at the top just do all of those same things better. Yes. Totally wrong. <laughs> totally wrong. So, uh, so she uh, kind of encouraged me to, to take a look around and look at the elite players. She was one of them. She had a little firm. Her firm was little than mine, but she had a much finer, if you will, reputation. She was very, in, people envied her and she ran her business entirely different. And so anyway. if, if it's totally wrong, what was the right? Look, I wouldn't well, know the right. Yeah. So what I found out and really the thing that changed my entire uh, way to look at businesses is, and it helps us in this particular time, this philosophy I'm going to share now, it helps us now because many business owners 
are still paralyzed, literally, because of the the huge uh, restrictions that they believe are put on them because of the uh, the global pandemic and all the various ramifications thereof. People at the top of every industry actually operate very similarly. The people in average places operate like their own industry, which is really interesting. And so the, the differences that these leading business owners do helped me remodel the way I went about my business and converted it from ordinary to something somebody, a lot of people wanted to buy it. I sold it to Oppenheimer in 1999. And, but two and a half years before that, nobody would buy it for any price. And what's good about this is that there's only really three things that all of us that want to be at the top of our industry need to embrace. And then one sort of, let's call it a transitional component. So three things and then a transitional component. And I use the word transition because uh, if you look at the super successful, those people are basically not getting to the next level and then the next level. They're making quantum, they're, they're making quantum changes. They go from little to awfully big to gigantic, for example, looking at revenue in very short periods of time. So what do they do differently? Well, I've put them together into a acronym that I call IDEA, I-D-E-A, IDEA. So the I is that they don't settle. These individuals do not settle for the environment they're in. So for example, they do not settle for the fact that there is an economic uh, slowdown. That things are hard. They don't settle for that. Instead, they operate with intention. So the I is intent or intention is a very powerful word. It's not dreaming, yes. not wishing, it's not hoping. It's making an intentional decision about the future. So that's, you know, number one. Right. I can see that in my business. Like when you're, when you're talking about this, I'm going, what has me be the top 1%, right? So I want you to hear what he's giving us the strategy to go, what's making us extraordinary. And it's really, right. it's simple. It's simple in theory, right? Let's talk about the reality, simple in theory. And it's the discipline that makes the biggest difference. So what's, what's the D stand for? Well, yeah. So that's a very, that's a very good point. These concepts are simple. And they're not easy necessarily. Right. They're, they're different things, but but they are simple. So it's one thing to say operate your business with intention, but it's not easy to have that conviction uh, about the future. But it's extremely powerful. So that's I. Uh, D is that is this. I'm gonna give both kind of both pictures, and I don't mean to be cruel or mean, but the average business owner operates their business, if you will through opportunity or problem. So meaning that when something shows up, then they do something about it. When an opportunity shows up, they tend to jump on the opportunity. And if a problem shows up, they drop everything and deal with the problem. Companies, or the owners and companies at the, at the top 1%, maybe even two or three, but the top 1%, they operate their businesses through design. So D is design. Literally, it's nothing to do with random. It's nothing to do with whatever shows up. It's an actual game plan. And they put it in place at the beginning of each year, generally. And then they 
continually adjust the plan, the design, as circumstances change. So they don't stick with it or design it and put it on the shelf. It's an operating plan, which they monitor weekly or at the very least once a month. So that's D, design, intent, design. And number three is this notion. Ordinary business owners believe that if they just work hard or harder, or they really double down, or they never go home, they think things will get better. They don't. They get worse. So the best thing to do is erase from your mind this notion of hard work or effort or trying, and instead use E, which is execute, meaning complete. Execute means complete. So They operate their companies, themselves, their companies, all their employees. They teach them how to deliver the result, i.e. complete. So it's a sequence of making a commitment, delivering, making a commitment, delivering. And that's the E. So I intent, D design, E execute. So that is going on. And then I mentioned this transitional element, and that's accelerate. So you you go through those three steps, or let's call them phases, then you accelerate. Acceleration is a continual thing. Move means going faster and faster and faster. So accelerate, then repeat the same process. So I'd like our listeners, Susie, to envision kind of an upward growth spiral. So it would be I-D-E-A, I-D-E-A. And that's Uh, What I learned back in in the late 1990s, I used it for my business. And then the magical thing that happened to me when I formed my current group of companies called Business Mastery Group, the Business Mastery Group, was that I found out that if I helped people adopt that approach, any kind of a business, any size of a business, any department within a business using those four, that, that idea approach, makes all the difference in the world. I've been doing it now, consulting with people, training them and their teams using that methodology. Now, there's a lot more to it than just the the four letters, but the net of it is we're emulating people that own uh, elite or extraordinary or exemplary businesses. Right, which that you have to have the intention to even want that, right? So many people want right. to be comfortable, right? right? Playing a big game is not comfortable. It's rewarding, but it's not comfortable. So we always say the bigger you play, the bigger the breakdown. <laughs> I hate that saying when I'm in the breakdown. It's kind of my barometer of going, okay, we're playing big. What do we need to refine? What do we need to really go back to the drawing board? You know, business is like this combination lock, right? One yeah. tick off, it, it won't open, right? We've all had these in school or at the gym. And so one tick, you can have, you know, the I, the E and the A. And if you didn't design it, you're not going to have that foundation, right? I would say that's that plan. If you put that plan in place and follow the plan, quit. I love what you say in your membership group, right? When I look at that, because it's, we, we're buying the sparkle. We're buying this, you know, the squirrel, the, oh, sprinkle fairy dust. This is the answer. I'm going to do this. Well, is it in the plan? Is it the foundation? Is it, hold on. Do we need that person? Do we not need that person? I find myself as a business owner. I get caught up in the sparkle and go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Is this the highest use of my time and my resources, right? So having an expert like yourself and the group that we we talk about, right, that business master group makes a big difference. 
what are you seeing? So many people, and I, I see them every day in my business, they're struggling right now because of the economy and the pandemic, and they're waiting, <laughs> waiting for it to get over. It's not over, right? I think this is the new world. This is the new business. We've got to figure out how to do business now. What's your secret sauce to staying in action and growing? So my secret sauce to staying in action is growing is, of course, adopting what we just now talked about. But really, the tool that I use, which is another simple but not necessarily easy thing, and I call it the P3 tool, P3, which stands for Pareto to the third power. Mm. Now, so many people do not know that the 80-20 principle had its origins back in the late 19th century with this fellow named Vilfredo Pareto. Now, he never he didn't exactly invent the 80-20 rule. A guy named Joseph Duran did that, but he took Pareto's studies and then converted it into the 80-20 rule. Simplistically stated, in any, well, including that bell curve we talked about about businesses, 20% of the, let's use businesses, businesses produce 80% of the revenue or yes. 20% produce 80% of the profits yes. or 20% of 80% of the value of the entire market. So that's Pareto 80-20 rule. What I do is, though is, is teach people to do Pareto three times, Pareto to the third power. So if you look at this 80-20 ratio, then what's 20% of 20? 20% of 20 is 4%. And then on the other side of that equation, we've got 80%. So what's 80% of 80 or 8 times 8, 64? What that tells us is 4% of the population produce 64% of the results. 4% mm. of the businesses produce 64% of the, all the gold, all the right. glory, all the value. So that's Pareto to the second power. So let's do Pareto to the third power. So we've got 4% and 64%. So 20% of four is 0.8, but let's round up to one. So that tells us that 1% produces 80% of our 64. So if you do that math, it's 51 or so, but let's just round it off. Saying that 1% produces half the results. So the, the answer, that's a long answer to your question, but every single day, I search for the one that's going to give me half of the result. So, for example, a visiting with you today represents part of my 1%. It's not something that's happening during the day that I'll show up for on time. You know, I literally looked at it, if you will. I do this every day and decide what's my top 1%. Most people have a, some sort of a to-do list. You can do it that way. So what's the one thing that produces the most return? Do that. If you look at your any kind of environment, that's the case. So back to this issue of a lot of people feeling I'm a victim to the environment. Those people are maybe going to go out of business, but they're not going to thrive. The businesses that are thriving and my private uh, clients are all thriving. There are all kinds of industries. They're in printing, they're in distribution, they're in manufacturing, they're in a franchise brokerage. So they're in, but they're every single day, they and their team are searching for that 1%. So that's Pareto to the third power. Every day operate with what's the number one thing I can do today to make the biggest progress and then do that. I want to simplify it for our audience and I want to share it in our language with, which is math is money and money is fun. 
right? So I know yeah. some of you just went cross-eyed, right, with Bill talking about the, you know, percentage of the percentage of the percentage. But at the end of it, it's the 1%, which we're always, Bill, in our tribe, talking about the 1% club, right? Only 1% of small businesses hit that million-dollar mark, which I think is a tragedy. Like, what, how is that happen? Like, really? Like, that's all I do is build million-dollar companies or why do it? Why get out of bed, right? I don't want to own a job. I want to own a business. So hear that it's the 1%, the 1% of that client, the 1% of your time, the 1%. Is this the highest income-producing activity only I can do right now? That's what I'm hearing. I love the mathematical breakdown. Like, I got to go back and watch this, listen to it several times. So I get it, get it, right? But it's so simple. It's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Right. So thank you for sharing that. Again, it's juicy. So I know for me as a business owner, like I I love listening to you. I love listening to people that have walked the walk. Right. There's so many people talking about theory and theory is bullshit. I'm just going to say it out loud. Right. Does it, people, I, you can smell it a mile away. It's like, yeah, you haven't really done it. Right. <laughs> so I learned more from our failures. Right. And, pe- you know, the bigger you play, the bigger the breakdown. So what, what would you say was one of your biggest failures that you learned from? Like, oh, not again. I'll never do this one again. And it was hard going through it, but it was one of your biggest lessons on the other side. So the biggest failure I've had was back when I owned my investment bank called Weatherly Private Capital. And I mentioned that I had all these employees. My biggest mistake was that I believed that if you hire good people and let them do their job, life will be fantastic. So my biggest mistake was relying on people to do their job on their own. And so that that was an enormous failure. So what it what what happened, Susie, to me was my job got harder and harder and harder as I added new people. Right. The more people I had, the harder it was. And I got so frustrated because people weren't delivering what I expected them to do. And I didn't know how to solve that issue. So which is part of this E in this idea format I gave, the execution thing. When I finally, it finally dawned on me, and I, and I should have known it because I used to work for IBM before I founded my investment bank. And we had a tool at IBM that I used, and I went back and found it and readopted it. But it simply was a list that I actually used when I was in management at IBM, and that was who, what, when. So is what's who's the person's name? What are they going to be doing? And when does it do? Who, what, when? Yes. And, uh, that tool that I learned out of my big failure, once I started applying that accountability protocol, then my involvement, mental involvement, physical involvement in my business went way down as people started delivering what they committed to. And yeah. uh, in, 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 in simple terms, it's authentic accountability. By that, I mean, if you want to have be getting this 1%, you cannot position yourself as being the person that tells everybody what to do. Because yes. if you try to remember what everybody's supposed to do and tell them, you've completely collapsed your uh, universe. Your business will never get to this $1 million, let alone a bigger number. So the key is to negotiate with people with the, and get their commitments and then hold them accountable for that or let them hold each other accountable is even a better idea. So, that's Oh my it. God, y'all, Bill is my brother from another mother. You're speaking my language in another way, which we got to hear it this way, that way, you know, all different ways. Yeah. I always say, if, if I have to tell you how to do your job, one of us isn't needed. 
yes. Good that's point. my line. And if if there's no accountability, there's no result, right? You got to have that accountability. And so many entrepreneurs, I'm going to hire Bill and Bill's going to do it. No, 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 no. Bill's strategy is going to support you in getting it done. He's not doing it for you. Same with me. People are like, I'm going to hire Susie. And then it's like this magic wand. It's just going to happen. No, no, you got to actually do the things I tell you to do. It's not going to magically just happen until you pick up the phone or you, you know, get on a call or you get on a podcast or you go get some business. So I think that's juicy. And thank you for your vulnerability and just sharing that, right? Because it's, it is hard to manage people, right? That was probably one of my biggest challenges as well. I thought I had to be the boss of everybody and everything. Like, woo, when I learned I didn't have to, what a freedom, <laughs> freedom. <laughs> So, Bill, what's the one thing at the end of your cycle, the end of your journey, what do you want to be remembered for? So uh, that's a thanks for that beautiful question. So when I sold my investment bank and moved in consulting with my clients, they were really the same people. So I'd been raising money for them. So they loved me. Yeah. <laughs> I would raise money, sold my business, became their consultant. Well, actually, there was a transitional period. But but I just magically end up having a brand new business. And I had a couple dozen clients that I consulted with doing what we're verbalizing right now, helping them get, you know, get their businesses to the in, up into the one percent, if you will. And I loved it because I, I made I had an excellent income. I didn't have very many clients to worry about. I got lavish love. In other words, I'm helping these people. And every time I'd meet with the team, they'd say, Bill, we just love you. They don't necessarily use those words, but thank goodness you're here. You're helping us out. So what I want to have happen is not for me to be remembered for the two or 300 people that I've helped, you know, rocket through to the top 1%. What I really want is to have my, if you will, the universe of business owners that I'm able to help dramatically change. So I focus my attention on the 1%. And I don't mean this totally, but ignored the other 99 that have over the years have come to me and asked for help. And so I've done things like created online courses and things like that. And here they are. And if you like it, go ahead and and buy it. But what I want to be remembered for is having created a system, a tool, a methodology that would help literally all business owners that want to get up into the top one, two or three percent. Well, we always say that, you know, if you're anyone that's up to anything, has a coach in their life, right? You look at every high performance athlete, high performance business owner, right? And a coach will show you what you don't want to see. A coach definitely tells you what you don't want to (laughs) hear. So you can be the person that you know that you can be. And so I, when I hear you and I listen to you, it's so valuable to get different perspective, right? That's been my journey of going, who's my next coach? Who's my next mentor? Who's the next person that can see what I can't see and support me to that greatness? And so you have an amazing membership, right? And you're you're gifting us. And I say us, I'm definitely taking advantage of it, right? So will you share with us what you're giving us? Like what's our... So yeah, so this is part of my journey to get to the, you know the, my destination that you asked me about a little bit earlier. So everybody that I work with, including my private client, by private, I mean, these are people that are, have me on retainer and I'm there every week or every month at least helping them do what they have asked me to do. But everybody's involved in my community, and I've remodeled my community two or three times over the, or over time. But basically, it's a community. There's online training, and then there's one-on-one, if you will, coaching, a different kind of level. So the C 
CEO Alliance, CEO Alliance, is kind of a magical place. And the best I can tell, it's unique in all the planet. And that is that it's a it's a combination of uh, business owners and entrepreneurs who together with subject matter experts. Now, these are partners of mine all over the planet that have expertise in a certain area of business ownership and management. For example, sales or marketing or copywriting or technology, etc. So the CEO Alliance brings together the owners with the subject matter experts. And so what we have available to our listeners is they can get two full weeks free in that membership by just going to joinceoalliance.com, joinceoalliance.com, and they go there and they'll get two free weeks. Now, if they want to stick around, hopefully everybody will want to stick around. In addition, when they go there, they're going to find for a limited period of time, there's a 40% discount also. So they'll get kind of a two for two week freaks, uh, weeks free, and then 40% discount on there as long as they want to be a member. So anybody in your tribe, Susie, they've got- As long that. as they want to be a member? That's it. Y'all better jump. Because listen, I went and looked and you know watched the video. So I want you to go to landing page, watch the video, but it's so cost-effective for the level of expertise, right? Bill's not a Jonah Diner shop, right? If you listen to the background to go, how do I, I'm always looking for that tribe, that community of ride or die, people who are, aren't full of bull, right? Who are, who are walking the walk, talking the talk, so that I can be inspired by them and then I can inspire them by the stuff that we're doing in the world. You've got to have that group. I always call them my unicorns, right? Where are the people with the horns? Where are they at? I know they're out there somewhere. <laughs> Let me find them. And so this group is one of those groups, you know, yep. so cost effective, right? It's less than, you know, some of your dinners out. I know what y'all spend on fine wine and eating. Like I'm just saying. <laughs> So very cost effective because it's about value. And I think for you, Bill, this was one of the legacy plays. To yes. know, how do I serve my community? How do I help other CEOs hit that 1%, which is my mission and my passion, is quit making it so hard. Quit making it so hard. Find the right people that can support you in your message and your journey so that we're working on the highest income producing activity only you can do. And so this group, this community helps us do that. And I say us, right, helps us do that and achieve that. So juicy, juicy, juicy. So what's one question, Bill, you wish I would have asked you? So a lot of people will say to me, Bill, why did you end up getting this title, America's Business uh, Alchemist? And, and the reason for that is that what happens, we can get people into behaving like the top 1%, it all of a sudden things became, uh, seem, they seem to be magically occurring in their environment. So for example, almost every single time I talk with my one of my clients, including yesterday, Dr. Craig, and he said, and I hear this over and over. <laughs> so he said, Bill, I, I said to him, uh, how's August going to turn out? He said, well, I don't know for sure. If we keep our current rate going, it's going to be the largest month we've ever, uh, the largest August we've ever had. And I hear that over and over again. And then uh, what's really neat is I'm the 
if you will, the one in the room that's different. And they look around and say, oh, it must be Bill. Well, it's not me. It isn't me. All I've really done for these people is taught them to be to act like, to play the role of being one of the top 1%. And once they start playing the role, things manifest. And so I get that title, America's Business Analyst, as a result. And I love it. I love being being able to have that little moniker. Right. And the business alchemist, right? There you go. I love that. I love that. Look, Bill's the real deal. You can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his stories. Remember, you're in business for yourself, not by yourself. We're bringing you badass business people that are walking their talk. The tongue in their mouth and their tongue in their shoe are going in the same direction, right? So definitely want you to go look at that membership. Bill, I appreciate you. I appreciate your journey. I appreciate your wisdom. I appreciate your generosity because you've every time we meet, you've been so generous with me and my community and tribe. And I look forward to playing more, serving more, supporting your community as much as you're supporting mine. And I truly believe you are my kindred spirit, right? My soul brother. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate you and I appreciate everything that you're up to. Grateful for being here. Thanks for having me on. And everything will be in the show notes so you can get Bill's link, right? Definitely sign up for that to see if this organization is the right organization for you. You don't know until you click the link. So I need you to go do your due diligence, be the 1%, incorporate the idea method, right? Which is intention, design, execute, and accelerate. We are your brother and sister in the journey. Have an amazing day. Until next time, I'm Susie Carter, your profit coach. You're in business for yourself, not by yourself. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Power Your Profits podcast. Let these building blocks from today's most successful industry leaders equip you with the necessary resources and tools to finally establish the highly profitable business of your dreams. Want to hear more? Listen to more episodes at https colon double slash poweryourprofitspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now is your time to rise to the top of your game. So be sure to catch our next episode. Until next time.